You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, the weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today we are talking about how to run effective meetings, even if you're just a participant. Many people hate meetings because lots of the meetings that we are attending are not well structured, not good run and lead very often to nothing or to something inconclusive or not really a clear achievement. Also very often there are many, far too many people invited and you're not really sure what you are delivering here. So. Today we are talking about a couple of questions and also some other considerations how to make meetings effective. You probably know already a couple of these, but maybe this is also a reminder to now actually do and implement these different things so that you have more time being effective and that you are not wasting so much time in meetings anymore. If you want to get further tips, then join the Effective Statistician LinkedIn group or follow me on LinkedIn. Also, it would be awesome if you could tell your colleagues about this podcast because we want to make as many statisticians as effective as possible. I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the really fastly growing video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars and much, much more. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. Welcome to another episode of the Effective Statistician. And this time again, it's with my co-host, Benjamin. How are you doing? Thanks. Very well, Alexander. How are you? Very, very good. Today we are recording again in the evening. It's a really, really nice summer evening. It's pretty hot outside, but not too hot. So it's a, it's a perfect time to record. Yeah, actually it's, it's almost start of the vacation, the summer vacation for at least in my, in my area. So it's a perfect day for that. So yeah. And from that, you can see kind of how much kind of in advance we are recording here. So <laughs> that gives you a little bit of a hint of how our buffer in the, in the editorial calendar looks like. It, it depends on the area where you live in because some areas start really late. So probably when this is being broadcasted. So the topic of today is not about the weather and not about the vacation. It's about probably the most hated thing in uh, corporate and, 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 and maybe even beyond. It's meetings. So what do you, what do you think when, when, when you think about meetings? What's your well, first associations? <laughs> well, there's, there's a lot of them. <laughs> So actually, I, I wouldn't say it's the most hated one. It's probably the most, also the most useful one in a way. But um, I, my, my first idea about meetings is always there are too many. Yeah. So yeah. 
And that actually is quite of the one of the difficulties that we are discussing today is, uh, you know, if you know if people have the feeling that uh, it's a waste of time because it's just too many, so it's basically yeah. blocking you from doing your work. Yeah. So that too is many. What I sometimes feel yeah. Too many and lots of them badly conducted, and yeah. and therefore you waste an um, enormous amount of time. On the other hand, if you have really well-conducted meetings, you can get actually quite a lot done. That's true. And also the, the whole picture of meetings is currently changing, at least so from why I, why, what I experienced in the last month. So being just having a lot more video meetings, so a lot more different types of meetings, day-to-day uh, -day meetings, things that you usually would do in the office. So it's kind of having, it's, it's a bigger variety overall of meetings that I've experienced lately, uh, basically due to the fact that people are, you know, sent home and working from home. So this has a completely different way of, uh, of being part of our day-to-day -day work life. Yeah. Do you know what one of the funny things about a meeting is? These meetings are quite an investment. Yeah. If you think about a meeting where, let's say, there's 20 people in the room, yeah, and each of these, don't know, has an average hourly rate of, let's say, 150 euros. <laughs> you can stop it's, here. You know, it's, it's actually quite an investment. Yeah. And if you think about the amount, you know, mm. for that amount, usually you need to go up quite high to actually get that approved. But anybody can call a meeting, yeah, and invite lots of different people, and nobody is asking for that. If you don't want to know how often I spend <laughs> in a meeting, just going through, scrolling through lists and seeing so how much it costs the minute. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I fully agree. It's, it's uh, sometimes you feel like some people probably don't say a word at all in these meetings because there's just too many people and too many they haven't been asked or just been invited and they attend, but actually they are doing their emailing and stuff. So that's why probably it's not a waste of time for them or a waste of money because they're finally have a, you know, quiet time to do their job. But yeah, no, I fully agree. It's everyone can, you know, even if it's like five, six, seven yeah. people in there and it's, it's a really expensive exercise um, to do a meeting. So when we actually start to think about a meeting and before we get an invite or accept an invite or go to a meeting, send out an invite, I think there's a couple of things before the meetings that you need to think about to get to an effective meeting. And the first thing is, what is the goal that you want to achieve with the meeting? Yeah, so, so what needs to be different after the meeting than before the meeting? Yeah, so I think that's a really, really important thing to have in mind. And sometimes that directly then leads to the question, oh, I don't need that meeting. Maybe I can do that via a different thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's just a writing a longer email or maybe, you know, some, you know, a phone call. Yeah, or something like this. Yeah, just a phone call or something. Yeah. That is that is really important. Also, if you know the goal of the meeting, yeah, and and are really crisp about that, 
not not something kind of completely vague, then you are also much easier to set an agenda, have the right people to uh, on the invitation list, uh, clear on all the other uh, items that may then make an effective meeting. And so, like with any other communication, and and a meeting is a communication tool, you need to be clear about the the outcome. So if you think about kind of the typical meetings that we are all invited to, what do you think are the kind of typical goals for, for these meetings? Well, the typical goals are to find something to do, have a goal. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, but this is, this is kind of what, what, what the weird thing, thing about meetings often is that it's just a plan to gather people together to identify a goal. Or to identify, you know, the next steps. Or I mean, it could be this could be a goal for a meeting, but actually, it's it's not well planned because um, if if it's too wide, if the if the goal for a meeting is isn't isn't really clear and, and as you said, it's isn't crisp, then you know you rather st uh, start inviting people just to get an idea. Maybe you know somebody else has an idea. Could we maybe get together? And so there were, there, there are different, there are different meetings. So you could do this in a, in a team meeting, for example, if it's about really getting feedback from different people and, and just, you know, getting hmm. everyone together because it's a team. So as a team meeting. So then that, that's fine. But if you, if you have a, like a really background, a background idea of what, what it is, this, this whole meeting is about, then, um, that is what I do miss quite often is very clear setting in terms of having an idea of, you know, you need this, 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 there's an agenda, you, there's an end of the, the, the meeting. And at the end of the meeting, this is what we would like to achieve. Mm. So one of the kind of most boring meetings I attended during my career are these, I would say, maybe typical study team meetings. Yeah, so there is lots of people that work on a study and they all get together in a weekly call to speak about the study. Yeah. And then you have all kind of topics discussed in there. Yeah. From yeah. recruitment updates about kind of what is the uh, feedback from, um, ERBs to CRF issues to statistical analysis plan to whatsoever. Yeah, all kind of different random things that, that can come up on the study. And then you have all the people in there that could potentially be affected. Yeah, from data management to clinical operations, physicians, medical writers, statisticians, all kind of different people that, that, you know, are involved in studies. And I found these probably one of the most boring meetings because very often it's then driven by lots of clinical operations. Yeah. Where, you know, oh, there's a site that is not responding. Oh, they, you know, we need to follow up there. Who's, who's doing the follow up there? Okay. Next site. How, how's the recruitment going at that side? Oh, okay, that's that's going fine. Okay, next side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know. I I think well, yeah, no, I I agree that this this kind of detail for each of the departments will be too much yeah. uh, for the other ones. Um, but I think in in general, if if a meeting is well planned, we still could get 
a lot of things out of this. Yeah. Such a like cross-functional meeting, um, and w which will be useful for everyone. I mean, th there's a lot of you know team spirit, a lot of people knowing what's going on and and having interaction with the different departments. So it is important to understand what their concerns are. Mm -hmm. But the pro what what I see here f much more as a problem is that the the meeting isn't is well not well set up in a way of you know having an agenda somebody driving this and giving really good aspects or um, items to discuss and on the other hand it's quite often not very well prepared from the prepared from the people that are attending mm -hmm. because if you know if it's a clear goal set to give an update on clinical operations for the whole study team then they shouldn't discuss you know, details of a side level, mm -hmm. but they should give an update within two minutes, maybe five minutes. So, and, but for that, they need to be prepared. So they need to prepare something to present to everyone in a way of uh, making them understood what the, what the, um, what the key problems or the key drivers for, um, you know, for the current work on NSA, et cetera, is. And that goes for everyone. I mean, it's not about clinical. This is for every department. And I think this is, there's a lot of, um, a lot of power that we could bring or take from a meeting and it is completely wasted. Yeah, yeah. And it's really important to have the sense of right people on the bus. Yeah, so if, yeah. if you're clear about the goal, so let's say you want to discuss the um, craft tables or something like this, yeah, then you know who who has provided comments, who, who needs to give input. Is there any, you know, that you need to resolve any kind of conflicting comments, stuff like that. And then you can have, you know, go through exactly these kind of topics to get, you know, final agreement and clear out all the different comments. That's, that's a nice meeting to have. Yeah, or if you want to discuss about, okay, a uh, specific, don't know, what, what kind of subgroup analysis you need or stuff like that. That's also a specific topic and, and then you have a clear, clear goal in, in mind. Um, so then you also are clear who will contribute. Yeah. And, and that is, that is really important. So, yeah. and, and don't invite people just because they need to know. Yeah, so just for to need to know, that's then probably better to kind of send them the minutes afterwards, yeah, or the, yeah. the, the updated document or whatever, but, but not invite them to the meeting just to listen to the discussion, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's maybe, maybe to go back to your example is that, you know, if you have you know, 10 people from clinical invited in such a meeting, I mean, they, they easily get into details, details of no interest for anyone else. And that's the same for programming team or for, for, uh, for the statisticians. So that's why it's not only so who will contribute, it's also then who to invite. Yeah. Because why should we invite in a meeting people that don't contribute or can't or, or shouldn't be contributing because it's not the goal of the meeting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I see that it's sometimes kind of, you have these political invites. Yeah. So, so to make sure that people feel included and uh, they can't derail the things thereafter. Yeah. I can see that. 
Uh, and then you have a clear reason for that. Yeah. So, so you want to make sure that people know about the background and, and, you know, if you haven't included them in the discussion, they will kind of work against the, the outcome of the meetings thereafter. But then that's a clear goal. Yeah. So they, it's, it's, you're clear on that. It's also kind of if maybe you want to have someone, you know, later that, talks in favor of your outcome yeah so maybe you want to have uh, some kind of key stakeholders in there yeah so that, uh, by by including them they have a stake in it and and then you it's much easier to to move forward with the process there's you know certain considerations that that can happen there but being really clear on that and it's always kind of also how big the meeting needs to be, you know, so, so if it becomes too big, then maybe it's better to split the topic and the goal of the meeting into smaller parts so that mm -hmm. the meeting is actually something that becomes manageable. You know, if you have more than, don't know, six, seven, eight, maybe 10 people in a meeting, it's very, very easily becomes much more kind of a broadcast meeting uh, rather than really yeah. a discussion, especially when it's virtual. Yeah. yeah and, and don't, don't, don't think that, you know, if you have, if you plan with 20 people for one hour, that, um, you know, it's the same as if you take 10 in one half hour meeting and another 10 in half hour meeting, you probably are far more effective working um, in two split sessions with half an hour than you would with a whole crowd in one yeah. hour. So that's, that's why it's be wise in, in deciding. So how long you set up a meeting and how many people you invite. Yeah. So, and actually you can have two meetings, both one hour with 10 people, which amounts to the same cost as one meeting with 20 people. And it's much more. <laughs> In terms of that, that actually directly leads into the next topic. How long does a need, meeting need to be? You know, I think um, we are very often just driven by the standard setup of whatever standard setup in Outlook, yeah? whether it's half an hour or an hour or whatsoever. And um, I found it quite interesting whenever, for example, I get an invite for a meeting from uh, Lucy Roll, I get... Uh, you know, these 40 minutes or these kind of invites. So she really thinks about, okay, what is a good timing for that? Yeah. And it's not just one hour, one hour, one hour, one hour, whatever you, you need to discuss. It's much more kind of thought into. Yeah. And it's also that, that some agenda items are not like 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, but 12 minutes, 10 minutes. I mean, it's really like breaking down into really way with where people just, you know, thought about what time do I really need to discuss yeah. this? I mean, it's usually not very well working. Um, but, um, yeah, that brings me to another point of having somebody you know, responsible for, you know, timekeeping and things like this in a meeting to just you know, have an eye on, on whether, whether the, the agenda is followed or lose topic or, and the, the time is followed. But, um, it's, it's not about, you know, one hour, half hour, anything. It's really about what time do I need? Yeah. And actually, when you get an invite with, uh, we need 35 minutes for this meeting, 
you think about it completely differently than if, you know, all these meeting invites of one hour. Yeah, so, so if you have a kind of recurring meetings and very often that's, you know, uh, an hour or so, yeah, but, but for this kind of one off meetings, it's, it's quite nice to, to think about that. And even, you know, if you have a recurring meeting, if you're done with the agenda, stop. Yeah. I, I find this kind of sentence. Uh, okay. We're done. We give you 20 minutes back into your calendar. Awesome. Awesome. Just great. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, you have back to back meetings. Oh, finally, I have a bio break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. this is really, really great. I, I was once at a, uh, at a company where, you know, meetings would always start late. Yeah, so so there would always be kind of this five minutes uh, at the beginning where people would kind of start to dial in, and and then later I was at another company where everything was on time. You know, when people were two minutes late to the meetings, they said sorry for being late. In the other companies, that was kind of completely normal. It was everything was below five minutes. Nobody cared about. So, um, but it's actually, of course, for the overall uh, participation, quite a lot of time. You know, so, so if you're always five minutes late, yep. over time, yes. that amounts to quite a lot of time. One thousand yeah. dollar five minutes mm -hmm. cost for twenty people meeting. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, we, we, we said in the beginning, it's kind of a typical meeting what you invited to as a statistician. So, but actually that's, that's one of, you know, we have to always just look at two sides of a meeting because it's about setting it up. So it's about, you know, being the organizer and, and really, you know, making some or having some ideas thoughts about what is the goal what is the agenda you know who to contribute who to invite that's the one thing and it's probably the key thing but you know we won't be able to follow the agenda we won't be able to follow the meeting in time or leave the meeting after in time if the people don't prepare so if they don't follow the rules from the meeting organizer and i think this is this is something where we where we off what i often realized is that and and, and you know Shame on me. It's, it's also the same for me. So I just didn't have time to, to look into this before I went into the meeting and there were, there were some pre-reads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a bit late. Um, yeah. sorry for that. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't have time. You know, I haven't had a chance to look into. Yeah. But actually that's, it, it stands and falls together with, you know, with the people attending as well and yeah. not only the organizer. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the preparation is, of course, having a clear goal in the agenda, uh, including any pre-reads. Um, if you have any action items that you want to have, you know, specific people doing for before the meeting or kind of preparing for a certain agenda point, make sure that they know about it quite in mm -hmm. advance. So, so uh, they don't find out during the meeting. Oh. Paul, have you, can we give an update on XYZ? Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, there are other, I think we had an episode of the pre-wiring the meeting, right? Isn't it it's like the, um, like quite a while ago. And I think this is, this is kind of linking into this where, 
you know, as, a, as an organizer of a meeting, it's not only about the agenda. It's really about doing some homework before you. Yeah. 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 Starts. Mm -hmm. So, and then let's go into the conduct of the meeting. So I think it's really important at the start of the meeting to always kind of frame the meeting, yeah, to, to make sure everybody understands what you want to achieve today and uh, where this is coming from. Um, you can make this bigger or smaller depending on the, the participants. Yeah. So, so if you're just having a follow up meeting to, to further discuss the SAP, well, you probably don't need a lot of framing, but if there's kind of a new topic and you have people, maybe more senior people that are uh, coming to the meeting, then it's always important to kind of frame the meeting. Where is this coming from? What is the problem? What do you want to achieve? Um, and especially if you um, have a meeting where you want to get some more senior people to agree on it, buy into something or whatsoever, always kind of frame at the beginning and say, this meeting is intended to inform you on that. This meeting is intended to present you a couple options on this problem. And in the end, we want to make a recommendation. This meeting is intended for you to whatsoever. Yeah. So that's really, really important. It, it is. It is. Make sure that the people that you would like to take along with the meeting are already in the meeting. That's uh, something that I did once where I did this pre like this goal setting and the framing and actually after I was done then people seemed to join <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, yeah yeah it sounds funny it was quite embarrassing because I was kind of referring back to this at the end and uh, <laughs> so anyway so make sure that the people the right people are there if if not I mean don't don't uh, wait for for them too long I mean two minutes is fine but usually you should really start on time but then just repeat it so if people are joining late then you just you know make a little break saying just you know yeah. yep thanks for joining and I just you know just set the goal for this one to achieve this and this and you know kind of so kind of go back to it again and and repeat yourself but um Yeah, make sure that you have the right people listening to why they're joining the meeting. Yeah, yeah. Then during the, the meeting, I don't know about you, but there's always kind of the people that come up with some niche topics, some topics that are kind of astray from the goals that, you know, you get too much into the details or people get completely off topic and want to discuss something completely different that is on their mind. And by chance, there's a couple of people in this room or in this uh, virtual room that uh, could help them with their topic and, and then say, you know, take over the meeting nearly. Yeah. So have you, have you been in those situations? Yeah, I have. And that's why, that's what I just mentioned a few minutes ago is that you need to somebody, you assign somebody to keep an eye on the time, on the topic and on the agenda. Yeah. So basically we have somebody, <clears throat> somebody serious assigned, like somebody senior assigned to, um, to do You know, to push back and say, that's not the topic today. Let's take this apart and we can follow up later, whatsoever. Really to say, sorry, no, but, but the goal here is and go back on track. Yeah. 
And this, you know, what I really love about is this uh, invention of a parking lot. Yeah, so, so you say, oh, we put that into the parking lot and revisit it later. Great. You have it captured. It's not forgotten. And you can move on with the original goal yeah. of the meeting. Put, should, yeah. yeah, put this in the minutes. Yeah. There's one other thing is I have been in lots of meetings where there's just a few people talking all the time. And some people never get a word in between. What do you do in these situations? Yeah, you should. Well, yeah, I know these meetings. Um, and it's it's even for people sometimes difficult to uh, to get a word that are usually not very quiet. Um, so therefore, the um, well, what I usually I would usually yeah I would I would probably just. You know, talk to people that I would like to hear about. Yeah. I would ask them directly and and involve them into the uh, into the or oh, welcome their thoughts in for for a specific topic for a specific uh, um, agenda item or a discussion point that we are currently you know on, and just directly approach them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also kind of try to, I'm not sure what the right word is, but, but cut off those people that kind of go on and on and on. And so, so, um, politely, but in a nice way, signal to them says, you know, you want to hear also some other opinions and, and, uh, in order to kind of keep the time, uh, get, get to the point. Yeah. Oh, that's trickier. Yeah, I think it's, that's it's, tricky. Yeah, that's really tricky. Yeah. But but I think sometimes that is absolutely needed. I, I was once in a meeting where where there was physician from a culture where they were kind of keep talking and talking and talking and talking, and you can he, he was starting to repeat himself over and over and over uh, because he was kind of accepting or expecting that somebody is interrupting him. Yeah, because that was just in his culture that, you know, he, he would just go on talking until he gets interrupted. And so in that culture, it was completely okay to be interrupted. Yeah. Otherwise, mm. they, he just keeps on talking. Yeah. And we had one, uh, meet, once a meeting with, you know, two Germans and, and this physician, and he kept on talking for literally 50 minutes of this one hour meeting. Until we realized we just need to break into him, there was no point. Yeah, uh, so that's that's really important to kind of um, both manage those that talk too much and manage those that uh, don't say enough. Yeah. yeah, I think this is this is one of the, um, the the learnings that I mean, this is something that you need to prepare. You need to maybe you know if you do a meeting like in a. In a let's say with more responsibility, you're starting with more responsibility and being more responsible for the meeting itself and setting it up as an organizer, then make yourself some notes mm. aside the, your, your personal meeting agenda, mm. you know, write down and say, you know, just the points that we discussed or some of them at least. So where you say, interrupt them, you know, talk to quiet people, just go, go in there just because, you know, sometimes you're following the flow or it's what I, yeah, you know, I experience myself sometimes. You just say, "Okay, no, it's going. Yeah, no, it's running. It's it's fine." So, and you you just let it be, and you don't you don't talk. But but no, remember that the points that we discussed is really for everyone to experience a, a very valuable meeting. Mm. 
not only for you to get, get the goal, but also for the people attending. And then, yeah, interrupt or yeah. ask or, you know, that's, that's quite important. Yeah. Always have this kind of meta level in line yeah, in, in yeah. terms of uh, meeting participation. Okay, another important topic is minutes. Yeah, so, so taking action items, all these kind of different things, what's discussed. It's really important to have that organized from the start. So, so who, who takes the minutes and um, also be clear on what kind of form you want the minutes to be, whether it's kind of discussion of all the content or whether you just uh, take the action items. Um, that's fine, but you just need to be clear on that. And one of my don't know, really, really effective tools. Not sure. Maybe it's secret. Maybe it's, you know, the, the, maybe lots of do, people do it. But, but what I found is really effective if ha having these meeting minutes that kind of are typed on the fly on the big screen or on the screen that's shared within a virtual meeting. Because mm -hmm. directly, it's very crisp and clear to everybody what's really the action item who's responsible for it, and by when. And everybody directly sees if there is some discussion going on when there's no action item. Yeah, Maybe it's worse because, you know, you just want to have a kind of a brainstorming or whatsoever and, and get some opinions. But even then, you should see that in the minutes being reflected. Yeah, I think one very easy way of doing this is to open up the agenda And just type along the agenda. Just keep yeah. a column next to the agenda and just move on, yeah. like having the agenda and the minutes uh, in one way. So this could be either one. So it could be you as an organizer or could be as an attendee or whoever's assigned to it to do this. Yeah, and there's other, I saw that as well. The very fancy ways of um, of doing it now with all the online technologies is to, to have a, like a separate, you know, somebody writing um, online and having this as in a separate window open. So regardless whether there's a presentation or something, there's still, you know, the typing is, is uh, in a, in a um, you know, in a, in a split window scene. So that was quite impressive. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think that's a very good idea to have this live ongoing and for everyone visible. So also somebody can jump in. Yeah. And say, you know, that's something, you know, I know I didn't see it could be, you know, we had this point or, you know, miss something because for just, just for myself, you know, I'm, I'm quite, quite bad in taking minutes, to be honest. So it's, um, because, you know, if I don't write it down, I usually forgot, forget some of the points in, in between. So, and if I write, then I, you know, I'm, so it's there, there are people that are definitely better than I to, to take the minutes. So that's why, you know, if you don't feel, You're comfortable to do this while you're organizing the meeting or while you're mentoring them or running the meeting uh, and, and leading the meeting and doing the minutes all together, then assign somebody. Yeah. Check. The best is to check beforehand, actually, yeah. to be with somebody to do it. So, to be honest, if I'm concentrating on the running the meeting, I can't take notes. Usually, yeah. so so unless it's a really small meeting, so so if it's just a meeting of uh, three together, yes, then that's fine. Uh, but, but if it's a little bit of a bigger meeting, then um, I would like to have the moderator or the leader of the meeting not taking notes. That's uh, yeah, that's I think is really important. So we talked a lot about uh, meetings, and of course, in this uh, special situation where pretty much everybody works from home. 
uh, or even those that go into the office, dial into the meetings virtually because meeting rooms are closed. The virtual meetings have some further challenges. And we don't want to go into too much detail here, but one thing that we always are repeating is... Turn the video on. Yes, turn the video on. <laughs> turn the video on. And yeah, set this expectation beforehand so that you that everybody can turn their video on. Because then people can't come up with a excuse and say, Oh, I haven't been dressed appropriately, or I don't know, I, I, I can't find my camera or what whatever. Yeah. So so it's just a very different meeting if everybody sees each other. So I can highly yeah. recommend that. Yeah. Yeah, and there, there we could do a whole episode about how to use a video <laughs> um, camera about uh, yeah. you know where where to put this, where do the lights uh, and everything. So really, to there are so so many pitfalls, but still, it's uh, in any way, it's such a such a nice um, gesture for everyone to you know see the smile. I mean, you you can listen to a smile, but you can also see it. It's yeah. much better, and you see. And also, if you have a little tiny bit of a of a you know private atmosphere behind you on the wall, if there's a you know if you look in my in my background, there's my um, there I have some wine bottles. So this is you could see if you do a video conference with me. So that's just a just a personal uh, insight, like a tiny bit of a personal insight, which makes it so much more um, relatable, nice, relatable, yeah. yeah, to 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 work with the people. So that's why it's it's just highly recommended for everyone to use video, um, um, the video or possibilities that you have. I mean, if you don't have it, then you don't have it, but it's just. Yeah. Um, One last question. What do you do if you get, you know, on, on these meetings and these kind of steps are constantly kind of ignored? Yeah. So, so you always get an, an, an invite to a meeting and you don't get an agenda and there's no pre-read and, and people don't take minutes and there's no kind of clear action items. What do you do? What? It, it, to be honest, I, what, what I did um, lately, because it, I just had many readings anyway, is just to cancel them. You know, if I don't, if I don't have the feeling that the people are, you know, if there's there's something, you know, I don't know what to do. It's just it's just foreseeable waste of time, depending on who invited me. But in, in general, I just declined. Said that's, uh, you know. Uh, please let me know what, what the agenda is or like, what, what is the, and otherwise, you know, I'm happy to join, but uh, let me know what the purpose yeah. of this meeting is or something. So, and you can always say, well, this, I have a clash. Maybe even with, with some kind of uh, other things that you need to do during the time. Yeah. So, so you don't need to say, I have a clash with another meeting. It's just a clash with your other deliverables that you need to work on. And say, you know, I, There's a limited time I have. Uh, can you please explain me how how I need to prioritize this meeting? Yeah, yeah I think if it's a first meeting, I would probably not yeah. decline it. Yeah. Um, so if it, but if you if you had the experience that it was a waste of time, um, you know, then that's that's again referring back to one of our episodes is uh, you know to say no yeah. because <laughs> it's it's seriously. I mean, we we are. 
it's we, so many we spend so many time in, in meetings which is just a waste of time and therefore don't if it's foreseeable that that uh, there's no goal that there's no agenda that there's nothing that you can contribute or you know then then just decline with a good reason or i mean with an honest and serious reason saying if there's anything for you please you know call me please um um let me know afterwards and i'm happy to follow up yeah. that's much better than yeah. and if you have a meeting that you need to attend and uh, that's you know where in principle you can contribute but that's just not well run you know One thing is to ask questions during the meeting. Yeah. So, so just mm -hmm. ask questions. Okay. What, what's the action item here? If there's no action item or when people just kind of, it's not clear who's, who's really doing that. Yeah. So just say, is that something I need to do or who is following up on that? Yeah. Or when there's no timeline, when does this need to be finalized by? Yeah. So, so. Just these kind of little questions can help improve the meeting overall really, really very much. And also if, if people constantly ignore time, yeah, and, and maybe your agenda items are always the last on the, uh, on the agenda. Yeah. And you, typical for something. <laughs> <laughs> say, yeah, maybe. Maybe we can have a separate meeting for this agenda item. Yeah. If it always falls over and uh, come up with other solutions um, have have discussions with the meeting organizer to to get to some uh some better ways of of running the meeting so yeah. so you know that's an excellent idea but be careful because sometimes it's not well received if you know if you kind of jump into too much and this kind of feel of uh, feels like a you know um you know if you ask questions yeah <laughs> so but yeah yeah Pick your battles. Yeah. Okay. So that was, a, I think, a really, really nice episode about meetings, how not to run them, how to run them, when to attend, who to attend, how long to attend, what to do during the meeting, and actually, of course, what to do after the meeting in terms of following up on it, everything. Yeah. So that's that's of course one of the one of the key things that uh, people get the minutes and then also follow up on the action items. So, Benjamin, any any last words on on this uh, quite important topic? Yeah, we, we planned 41 minutes. I think we are very well in time, so let's close it for, for today. Follow our own agenda. Yeah, okay, very good. <laughs> Thanks so much. Bye. was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Rain who helps with the show in the background and thank you for listening. Please visit theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes and learn more about our podcast to boost your career as a statistician in the health sector. Please remember to tell your colleagues about this because it would be really awesome if as many people as possible um, have advantages from this podcast. Like always, reach your potential, lead great science, and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.